Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. On today's episode, you're going to meet Ryan Estes, who helps companies and individual contributors embrace change and achieve breakthrough performance. He's a keynote speaker and has the gift of storytelling that changes lives. One example is a story, an experience he had at a Minneapolis airport in Starbucks. He talks about this barista, Lily, and how she pours happiness. What does that mean? And what can you do? What are the lessons from the story? Oh, so much. We're going to dive into that. Each of us has an opportunity to help others and unleash human potential. You can be a difference maker and pour happiness just like Lily did. This is one of my favorite episodes because it really touches the heart of business. And I believe it will inspire leaders everywhere to do things differently. I encourage you to watch Ryan's story about never forgetting that cup of coffee. The video will be in my show notes and I recommend you watch it and share it with others. Also, please subscribe to my Doing CX Right podcast to continue getting updates about new shows. You'll find me on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and more. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Ryan Estes. Welcome to the Doing CX Right show. It's so great to be with you, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Well, as I said before we uh, hit the live button, I'm a little bit starstruck because (laughs) you created a video that we're going to get into about this Starbucks story, and we play it at work all the time. But I'm going to pause for a moment before we get that, but I just want the audience to know I am starstruck. So, (laughs) Ryan, tell, tell my listeners, who are you? What do you do? Sure. I, I am a professional keynote speaker, a writer, a researcher, and a, and a management consultant. And uh, I work to inspire people to become the best version of themselves. Mm. Well, they'll soon see that in, in real example. What's your why? Why do you do what you do? Yeah, my, my why is for impact. Um, and I think it's part of my DNA. Both my both my parents were school teachers. I think the teaching genes somehow got passed along to me. But when I was 22 years old, I received an extraordinary gift from uh, uh, a teacher, a mentor of mine. His name was Jim Rohn. Um, that completely altered in one hour, he completely altered the trajectory of my life. And so my why is very embedded into that that original experience. And um, without him, none of this would exist. Uh, he put me on a a completely different trajectory. It was a sharp. It was an awakening, a defining moment in my life. And uh, a big part of my why is connected. My mission is very connected to having that same impact on others and paying it forward. Oh, and do you pay it forward? Um, we're going to get to that too. What is one fun fact that people might not know about you? Oh, a fun fact that people, well, I revealed the fact that my parents were teachers. So I, I, that's, that's always uh, a fun fact. Um, here's another fact. I, I live in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's home for me. And uh, during this, the last 18 months, this pandemic moment of pause, 
you know, I stopped traveling and, and I was used to just traveling every week as part of the work I do. So I actually, uh, to kind of fill in the time, I actually purchased a boat, a wake surfing boat, and I've become an avid and passionate wake surfer. So this is this is my new hobby and, and passion. And we obviously have a, a short surfing season in Minnesota, but uh, multiple mornings and evenings in the summertime, you'll find me on the lake surfing with my friends. So. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary actually. So, speaking of human potential and someone who impacted your life and the power that we all have to impact lives in business in life. Would you please share this story of your Starbucks visit during your travels. And for my audience, there's going to be a link in the show notes. You must watch this video because it is so moving. And I Mm. encourage you to play it with your employees and your Mm. colleagues wherever you go. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, It's actually a privilege to share this story. Um, So the story, the setting a few years ago, I was traveling from where I live in Minneapolis back to Ohio on Christmas Eve. And so um, my family, I'm originally from Cleveland and my mom still lives in the house we grew up in. So I, I was headed back to Ohio and got to the airport early. And so for me, of course, Starbucks, right? And so, you know, I'm, I'm all stoked to get my pumpkin spice latte. And when I got to the counter, I was just greeted with this. Just, this is very unusual. It was a, just a very warm and sincere, authentic, Authentic, genuine connection. And the barista introduced herself. She said, Hey, my name's Lily. What's your name? And I, I was already caught off guard. I said, I'm Ryan. And, you know, she started to make my order and we got into this conversation. She just asked me questions about my family, our holiday traditions, our plans. And she was funny and she got me laughing and she was laughing. And then she handed me the drink and she said, you know, have a great holiday, travel home safe. And when, when you come back, you know, I want you to stop back here and tell me all about your your memories and your holiday with your family. And I was just like, what in the hell? And, you know, I got about 10 feet away and I was just watching her. And, and that's how she is, right? She's engaging with the other guests and she, you know, creating these just beautiful, authentic connections in a minute serving coffee and so I went back and I chatted her up a little bit and I, I you know, and I said, look, I, I wanted to know, I said, what, what, what's your secret to making these connections over serving coffee? It was just really memorable. And she, she corrected me. She said, you know, I'm, I'm not serving coffee. I'm, I'm pouring happiness into people's lives. And, and, you know, she defined what that meant. She had thought about that. You know, when you asked me, what's your why? This was her why. And and she really, really thought about that. And she was present to it. Like, I have this opportunity to pour happiness into this person's life in a minute. And then they're, I'm going to send them on their way. And I, you know, I just thought that was really powerful and, and compelling. And, and, um, and so we've stayed in touch. And, you know, the part of the story that she didn't realize at the time was that, uh, you know, when I got to the airport that morning, I, I was I was not in a good place. I had a lot on a lot on my mind. It was pretty heavy in the heart. A few months prior to that holiday, uh, my mom called uh, with some real tough medical news about my dad. Now I mentioned they were both teachers, married forty five years. Um, and when that phone call, um, we found out my dad had a terminal diagnosis and it caught us off guard. And I, I knew going back to Ohio that day, it was going to be the last holiday that I, I'd get to spend with my dad. And, 
I, I will never forget that cup of coffee. And, you know, the moral of the story is when you decide to show up as the best version of who you are, it gives you your best opportunity to meet people where they are. And you never know when someone needs you to be your best. And uh, I've never forgotten that cup of coffee. Lily and I are still friends today. And it is my distinct privilege to share her gifts and her story uh, with the world. And I'm glad, so glad that uh, the video became popular on Goalcast and it's resonated with, I think, over 100 million people now. So, so when people watch that story, obviously it's going to, if they're a human being, it's going to touch them, right? I mean, to it can't not move you if if you're a breathing person. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now you had some behind the scenes or everlasting impacts from doing that story. Can you share that for people that wouldn't know only the video? Sure, they sure. So you know the story. The original version of the story lived on our YouTube channel. And then obviously the company Goldcast that produces these beautiful motivational videos and stories, they said, we love love the Lily story and we'd like to produce that and put it on our platform. And that's really where the video went viral and and took off. And and so look, you know, I I've received thousands of messages from people all over the world, uh, in 20 different countries. The video has been translated into a dozen languages. You know, it's been viewed all all over the world, and and um, you know, I've re- I've re- I've received extraordinary stories of um, human resilience and human triumph and human connection, and and I say, you know, I'm just the messenger. the 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 gift is little. I'm the I'm the one that is bestowed the privilege to tell the story about her. It's really her. She's the hero of this thing, and and. And rightfully so. She's been recognized as such. Starbucks has recognized her internally. They had a whole ceremony for her at the Minneapolis airport where she was inducted into the Customer Experience Hall of Fame. And I actually went to that. She didn't know I was going to be there, but I went and gave um, the address for her induction into the Hall of Fame. And so... You know, um, Starbucks has reached out to us and we've met with them. And, you know, the story has is, is continued to travel and inspire, you know, like I said, over 100 million people now. And, you know, I always joke with Lily, 100 million people serve. McDonald's has nothing on us. And, uh, you know, and just pre-pandemic, she was getting 20 selfie requests a week in the airport. People, you know, when they come through Minneapolis, they they find her and, and, um, and, and it's worth doing. So any of your listeners that are traveling, Look out for her because she's a true gift. So that's the rest of the story. So I want to just go back a second where you're like, well, it's not really me. It's her story. But I challenge you on that because by you telling her story and caring and taking a moment of your time to tell the story, so much happened for her. And I don't want to, we need to bring that to light because you, me, everyday people can do that to better someone else's life. And too often people think, well, what's, what am I going to do? I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo, but, (laughs) but you can in even the workplace. Of course you can. I mean, I'm, you know, if it's about just elevating your consciousness and being more intentional, right. In, in how you show up, it's just being intentional with the choice. 
decide how you show up because every choice, right, has consequences. And the consequences are what change people and change the world. And so, you know, it really, it's like concentric circles, right? You start with yourself and you show up as the best version of who you are. And then you do that in service of others when you're engaged and connected. And then that ripples out. And I always say that's how you create exponential impact, right? You know, because Lily made that choice, it impacted me in a moment where I was suffering and I never forgot it. And, and I recall that way that made me feel. And then I've been fortunate to tell many people about that. And so that's the reverberation. And you, you really don't know, uh, you know, the impact that you, you can have because it, it moves beyond you. And I think if when you, when you elevate your own self-awareness or raise your level of consciousness to understand that, then you really do have an opportunity to contribute to your family, your community, your workplace, society, the world in a very significant way. So um, don't take that for granted because it's, it, 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 it is what changes things. I also believe that in business, I think about, for example, my son just got a job out of college and his first boss, right, his first boss right now is literally making an impact of his future because it's going to mold who it's he absolutely is. Absolutely correct. That's right. Right? So whether you're a boss or a leader to a brand new student just came out of school or someone who's 50 years old, you still have so much power of their day-to-day or influence of their day-to-day. And I don't think leaders take enough responsibility to really own that enough. Well, let's talk about that for a second. That's a very astute observation. I completely agree. And I, I would frame that this way. Leadership isn't a job. It's a responsibility. And it's, it's, not, it's not about us, right? It's, it's more about humility, sacrifice, service, love, empathy. It's really about helping other people become the best version of, of who they are. And so for the, for the listeners, and, and leadership isn't about tenure or title either, right? It's, it's, it's about having impact. And, and, and so you can lead in your community, you can lead in your family, you can lead on your team, your workplace, wherever, wherever you want to contribute. And so in order to remind leaders of the responsibility they have, I'd offer two questions. I call these my true north leadership questions, right? So these are questions everybody who's listening can take and reflect on. And here's the first one. Who did I impact today? See, leadership is about impact, right? You know, your son's boss is having an impact. And so the more specific we can be answering that question, the better servant we've been throughout the day. Who did I impact? And here's the second. How will I be remembered by the people I worked with today? Now, the answer to that second question cumulatively begins to shape something I call your personal leadership vision, right? And, and it's a worthwhile exercise to take that second question and spend a couple hours actually writing down the answer because then it gives you a compass. It gives you a true north to be your best self when it's challenging, when you're frustrated, when there's adversity, 
when there's an unanticipated change or a turbulent situation. So, you know, this is who I am. This is my vision of myself as a leader. And those leaders that have that, right, as a steadying force really can create the impact they want. And it'll be interesting, your son, 10, 15 years from now, when someone says, hey, you're your first boss, how did that go? And, 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 you know, as a leader, to be conscious and say, you know, when people are sitting around talking about the time they work for me 20 years from now, what do I want them to say? That's who I want to be. That's leadership. I love that. I just had a podcast with a gentleman. We had a very strong, strong debate. He said, data is the answer. What's the question? <laughs> and I, I, I'm lost for words because I believe that, yes, people come to a company to solve a need. And yes, we use data to make some decisions, but you have to have a heart. You have to have empathy. Well, well he's wrong. I mean, do you want me to just do you want me to just tell you that he's wrong? <laughs> I mean, I can just tell you that he's wrong. D- data data drives decision making and it, and it's and it's useful to inform and guide decisions. But particularly during a, a period like the last 18 months, leaders have been required to make decisions with incomplete data. And so if you're waiting for data to drive your decisions, you're missing two things. One, the speed of the marketplace, and two, your ability to connect with humans in an authentic and meaningful way. Because we aren't computers, right? We're humans. And you can't explain what inspires a soul through a data set. And I'll give you an example of, of I'll give him some data to demonstrate why he's so wrong. 24 hours after a meeting, 65% of participants can recall the story. Only 5% can recall data. So if he's solely relying on a data set to inspire people to take action, then he is missing the critical component of what's required. And he's minimizing his impact as both a leader and potentially a seller. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you're running a sales organization. So I rely on a a lot of data to guide my decisions in business. And I talk about how important measurement and data is. And And it's true, you can't improve what you don't measure, but he has missed a volume of perspective and in and around what inspires people to show up and be the best of who they are each and every day. I agree. And I was on this live show <laughs> debating. So interesting enough, uh, my heart is still hal- palpitating from the conversation, but it was fun. It was a great debate. But That's I right. agree. I agree with you um, <laughs> so wholeheartedly. Let's be, can we build on that for a second? So Sure. How, how do I, I would ask him, how do you how do you measure the moment you fell in love with your significant other? And, and what what percentage of your heart is devoted? Like there are things that you can't measure, right? You can't. Me- what, what was what what percentage what, did you feel when you were the most inspired in your life? You can't, these are things that are that are beyond the calculation, right? that inform why we make the choices we make, who we become, you know, and and you you, you have to balance those things, right? And and look, part of it is we all have access to the same measurement tools, 
What makes one team better than the other? Is it their measurement, their analytics? I have access to the same technology you have, right? What, what makes my business grow 500% and another business only grow six? What's the difference? It's not measurement. I'm almost tempted to start a LinkedIn or Twitter uh, debate <laughs> to put it out there and let the let the conversation happen. It would be very entertaining. <laughs> and, and I'm not minimizing the importance of measurement. Of course, you have to measure. Measure everything. Yes, but you can't let go. You can't ignore. He, yes, it, it, very different views, it, and it's it'll be very interesting what people uh how respond to that but i'm with you play both play both episodes and ask your community who they who would they rather work for yeah i like that i like that well let's go let's talk about another topic that you you speak of and it's very real which is fear of failure it's a real thing which is why people stay away from being change agents What's your right. view on that? Yeah, I think I think fear fear of failure is a an enormous barrier. I think it's one of the biggest barriers to breakthrough, innovation, growth, success. And you know, I think at, at some point, if people want to actually become who they're most capable of being, they're going to have to confront that. And because the world is in a static place, right? You know, we're all, we're constantly changing. The environment we're in is constantly changing. So if you're risk averse and and fear change, or if you're a perfectionist and everything has to be just so until you make a decision, which is something that I actually struggled with for for the lion's share of my adult life. Um, You know, you have to confront those things inside yourself um, and be willing to take the risks that are required to become more of who you're capable of being. So often on the other side of risk um, are one of two things, an extraordinary lesson that helps us grow further or extraordinary opportunity that we sink into. And without that risk, it would have never manifested. And so um, we just have to realize that, you know, failure is part of the journey, but it's also feedback and feedback is a gift. Mm. Well, when you talk about feedback, that's a customer experience best practice. There you go. So many times brands don't want to know the truth. They don't want to know that supply chain is an issue and they already know it. And okay, you know it, but you don't still, you don't stop asking the customer's perception and use that to figure out what can you make better because sometimes, actually, the issue is more of communication than it is, or lack of, and follow through and follow up than it is of the actual delay of getting something. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, and look, we we have different different kinds of expectations around communication now as the world has changed. You know, a sense of urgency. And we all and we all know this, right? We'll we'll call somebody, leave a voicemail, send an email, and like, where the hell are they? Then you send a text message or a Slack, and it's just our sense of urgency, right? It's responsive, it's real time. If I live in a world where I can say, Hey Alexa, paper towels, and then someone brings paper towels to my doorstep in an hour, that affects my expectations of everything. So we're in the expectations of everything economy. And communication is central to that. The other point I would make around that is, you know, oftentimes, these challenges are opportunities, right? Problems 
from a customer experience perspective, problems are opportunities in disguise because it's not the problem the customer remembers. It's the manner in which it gets resolved, right? And so we all have an experience in our lives where we were frustrated or there was an issue. And then someone went way beyond our expectations to resolve the issue and created an authentic connection and supported us and made us feel heard. And and the response was so spectacular that it created this memorable experience. we go and tell other people and we create, it creates loyalty, but without the problem, everything's just fine and you missed it. And so the best brands in the world recognize, hey, you know, there may be a little friction along the way, but man, those are opportunities to deepen a relationship and loyalty. And I think that's really how you have to think about it. Mm. And look at even the coffee shop story. I mean, just the fact we're talking about it today and, and adding more value for Starbucks, right? Like, right, well, well, <laughs> well, well, right. And by the way, you want to talk about an experience brand. I mean, they nail it, right? And yeah. the consistency. You know, I, I'm in Minneapolis today. I was in Los Angeles a few days ago. Pumpkin spice latte is a pumpkin spice latte, you know, where, wherever I go. And then, and then the difference, right? The riding difference is, it's the human connection. How do you measure the impact? I, I can't get off that. How do you measure the impact that Lily had? By the way, I can get a pumpkin spice latte at Pete's Coffee. It's pretty good, right? So what's the, di- when it's all the same, you know, what's, what's, what, are, what are the difference makers, right? What, what are these defining characteristics? And oftentimes it's about human connection. The difference makers. I'm making, I'm writing that down. I, I love that. The difference makers. And we all can be, especially if we get over the feel the fear of failure, the fear of taking a chance, and the difference we can make in someone else's life. Each of us, even if you're a no-name, even if you don't, you know, you're not even on social media, you're not known by name, but you still absolutely impact lives if you are intentional about it. Confront your fear, take a risk. The worst thing that can happen is you have a little micro fail and you get feedback, but then that feedback makes you better. And when you get better, nobody can take that from you. Yes. Now, I do want to also add that you learn a lot from bad experiences. And I once had a boss who will be nameless who taught me what not to do. That's a great frame of reference. I, I, can, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I will never, you won't forget that cup of coffee. I will never forget that <laughs> boss. <laughs> I bet. And I am such a better leader because that, of that one boss. And I thank that person in my mind for teaching me. Good for you. Teaching me so much. Um, I would call it doing CX wrong, doing leadership wrong. I would. <laughs> it's such a lesson. 
Well, you, you right. You have to have a. That's the yin and the yang, right? You have to have a frame of reference. Like, you, can we know you know joy and ecstasy if we don't know pain and discomfort, right? Like, you, you need a barometer. And so, just in terms of business, it is very very useful to say, okay, I know how that made me feel, and I'm never going to do that to someone. And wow, that really inspired me, and I'm going to give more of that when I'm in those shoes. And that frame of reference, those guardrails, are very very useful on the leadership journey. Mm. And I tell people, listen to the whispers. Listen, because they're telling you, you have to pay attention. You do. And sometimes today that requires like slowing down, getting still, being really present, maybe asking yourself some questions. And I, I don't think we do that enough in the hurried, busy, distracted world we live in today. So that's really, really beautiful advice, because what does happen if you don't listen to the whispers? is eventually they get louder and they show up as screams. And, hmm. you know, that that can be that can manifest in all kinds of unfortunate ways. And I know personally, when I've ignored whispers, they just get larger and that can turn into health issues or relationship issues or real serious challenges in your business. So you just cultivate self-awareness. The best leaders do and they pay attention. Yes. And. I'll reference in this show uh, another podcast I did with uh, a guy who was aiming high. He achieved great success, um, fame, money, all material stuff, but was actually getting high so bad and had imposter syndrome and didn't listen to the whispers and almost died. And it, that's extreme, but there's a lot of lessons to it. So listening to the whispers actually can prevent the extreme. I, I think I think that's a, absolutely right. And it's it's beautiful advice. Um, you know, yeah, you, you have to be careful about setting your ladder against the wrong building, because if you do, when you get to the top, you're going to suffer. And, you know, the, those moments, someone like that was chasing, chasing, and then he got there and was like, wait, that's it? That's all there is? I thought I was going to feel better when I got here. And it's not, yes. it's not out there. It's inside you. So developing or cultivating the, the mechanism that allows you to tap in and to listen uh, to what really matters, I think is an important guidance. And um I'm, so it was a great reminder for me today to listen to my own whisper. So thank you for that. Yes. Well, and to tie the knot here of this pro, of this box, this present, that statement and that and what we just talked about, data is not the answer. There, there, there you go. We closed the loop. I knew we would. <laughs> just had to say that. Well. Final two questions, because we've come to the end and I didn't want the end to come. But, Aww. well, if you could talk to many CEOs, leaders, entrepreneurs, if they were all in my room right now and you could tell them one thing, what's that? What is that one thing you want them to take away? Put people first. Performance and profitability will follow. Mm. I agree. And last one is if you could go back in time to your younger 20-year-old self, what would you tell younger Ryan that you didn't know then? I see you. I love you. Take risks. Go on the adventure. It's all going to be okay. Oh, oh, just want to hug little Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you're the best. Well, I know 100% that people are going to want to reach out to you, find you, listen to you. Where's the best place? And I'll put the links in the show. Yeah, ryanestes.com is really kind of the central piece. And then, you know, for the listeners on social media, I'm an open networker, so feel free. I, I post a lot of personal content on Instagram. I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. Those are two places where we share a lot of good stuff too, so. Thank you for the gift of you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you, Stacey. It was great. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple, it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right. <laughs>